Hello, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome back to this week's Building from the Bottom podcast. This week we are now on episode 19 of this chapter 2 of me being here in Madrid. And this week, again, there's been a lot of things that I've gone through because it's very early in the process and, well, it's time to share those with you. I hope you enjoy this podcast and let's get right into it. Okay, so this week we're starting where we left off last week on pricing because pricing is often an area in business which a lot of people get stuck on and very rightly so because pricing can seem like this massive mountain that you need to climb when you're starting a company, whatever the industry, and you often feel like if your pricing isn't right, then you're never going to get a client. And in a way, this is correct. If your pricing isn't correct and if people can't see the value in your pricing, then after a while, either you won't be able to sustain those clients or you won't get them in the first place. And so, especially if it's your first company, pricing can seem like this massive battle. And I definitely fell into that perspective of seeing pricing as a massive battle. And it isn't, and it shouldn't be a huge battle because realistically, it's quite easy. The problem is when you're starting the company, you can get sucked into like all of the little details because it's your company and it's like a baby. And pricing is one of those main things. So over the past week from the last time I spoke on this podcast, I've completely changed the way I price. And this happened after speaking to a guy named Luke Williams. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you will know of him. And he's a really nice guy. And recently, our conversations have turned more towards mentorship. And I don't mind that because he's very experienced in his field. And he helped me with this pricing strategy. And so we sat down. I sent him what I already had. And he laughed. And the reason he laughed was because he said this was the exact same thing that he did when he first started a company. And so the good thing about Luke, he is in no way, shape or form inside my company, which means he has the outsider's perspective. And so when we started speaking about price and how to generate a good price, he gave me a bunch of different ways to look at it. And I only had this one vision because, well, that's all I had. And so it became very clear to me as soon as I spoke to Luke that actually there was a lot more to pricing than what I was looking at. And so the, the way we repriced my company is we started by looking at what I wanted to earn within a month and how many clients I could do that like how many clients I could manage in order to reach that amount. So we looked at the figures I already put down and he knows I want to hire someone. So we put down, I can't remember exactly how much it was, but then we managed to get an hourly rate of about 50 pounds. And then we looked at how much I would need to offer someone that would take up my hour in order to basically offer the right amount of service, if that makes sense. So how many posts could I do in an hour on social media? And how many posts will people usually ask for? And that's how we got the basic package for 
social media and for posting the actual podcasts. So actually it seems very, very easy when I put it like that in comparison to most of what we talked about last week. And I just wanted to share that perspective with you because I thought it was a very good perspective. Getting someone that's already in business can really be helpful because it can allow you to, well, have that outside perspective and have someone that has started a company before and knows what people usually charge at the beginning. So that really, really helped from Luke. And on the off chances listening to this, thank you so much for that, Luke. I really appreciated it. However, this episode is going to be mainly focused on things like motivations and what motivates you as a person, but also what motivates me as a person and some things around that area. So this is because after speaking with Luke um, mid of this week, just gone, he has basically said a few things to me and also a few things that I've been thinking to myself, which I'll share with you later on in this podcast. And so I'm really excited to share those with you. And I think it will be of real value for you guys that are starting a company or want to start a company and are a bit unsure where to go. So I'm going to start off with actual motivations. What drives you? Now, for me, I don't know exactly what drives every single one of my listeners or any of my listeners, because that's really for you to distinguish what motivates you to get up in the morning. What do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? And that's what I have, well, that's what I've been finding out over the past few months, that what do I really enjoy and what don't I enjoy as much? And I found that editing is one of the things that I don't enjoy as much. And so it's not a service I currently offer, but in the long term, when I employ someone I can get somebody else to do that and there is other ways I could do it I could outsource it but at the moment I don't feel like it's a service I want to offer and so yeah I know that social media drives me I know that I love speaking to new people I know that I love helping people and being creative and sharing ideas and so that's how I came to my services and that's well, what basically gets me up in the morning to actually want to work on my company as opposed to working on other things. And that will be completely different whether you're opening a restaurant, whether you're starting an agency, or maybe you're even a lawyer. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but whatever you are doing, find out what motivates you and that will really, really help in the long run. Now we're moving on to something quite similar to motivations, which is called mind and body. This is a quick bullet point I jot down in my notepad this week because I've been, I've been on a battle over the past year trying to eat fruit. I'm not a person that eats many vegetables. I literally like about three. So eating healthily is quite difficult for me. However, I like most fruit. Well, I can't name a fruit that I don't particularly like. There is fruits I favor over others, but I like all fruit of which I have tasted. And so I wanted to share with you my battle of my mind and my body. So I'm going to start off on that fruit point because eating fruit is really, really important. And constantly we have the news and the media constantly telling us about you need to eat fruit, you need to eat vegetables. 
five, six, seven pieces of fruit a day, vitamin D and all the rest of it. And that can often be quite scary because if you're not eating fruit or you're not eating many vegetables, then it seems like a massive battle and it seems like a huge thing to climb. And so the way I have been implementing fruit into my diet is I buy a bag of apples because I know that I love apples and I'm more likely to eat an apple because it's very easy and convenient for me to take to university. So it stops me from having any excuse to not eat a piece of fruit. And usually they come in either a bag of six or a bag of five. And my favorite apple is Granny Smith's because I like the sour twang that it has. And so I put it in a bag, I take it to university or I get it out of the fridge, nice and cold. And after breakfast, if I feel like snacking, I won't let myself snack on anything until I eat an apple, whether it's chocolate or sweets or crisps or popcorn, whatever. I make sure I eat the apple first because that builds the habit of me eating an apple. On the flip side, I am also building a habit of kind of a, I don't know the word, it's like behavioral conditioning habit because every time I eat an apple, I get a piece of chocolate or sweets. But I think it will be a lot easier for me to move the sweets and chocolate and just eat apples in the long run. So over the past year, I started doing that. And then I kind of stopped over Christmas and I got to Madrid. And then about a month ago, I started buying apples again. And since then, I've been eating one a day every time I've got apples in the fridge. And the reason I eat one a day and not multiple a day is because it's, it's one of those things that I know I will get annoyed if I eat multiple apples a day, but also I don't want it to feel like I'm forcing myself to just eat bags and bags and bags of apples a week and I'll turn into an apple by the end of it. And so I've been working on eating healthier, but focusing on being healthier than I was a month ago rather than being this person that eats 10 pieces of fruit a day and is a gym buff because that's that's not me and that's not something I'm going to be able to just start overnight. And also eating one apple a day also means that by the time I eat that final apple, if I miss any days or I, I miss like three days, then it means that apples will go off. And it means that, well, basically I'll be losing money and I'm not a person that likes losing money, especially like in my personal life. So I try and eat an apple a day so that I don't lose any money. And it's kind of the way I've conditioned myself to think so that I can actually eat an apple a day. And so far it's going really, really well. It's definitely going really well, really, really well. On the other side of that, the, that's kind of the body part, but the flip side, which is the mind part, what do you tell yourself? The first thing you say to yourself when you get up in the morning is it something along the lines of, uh, I've got to go to work and deal with that annoying colleague? Is it, I've got to go to school and deal with that teacher? I've got to walk the dog. Like, what do you think when you first get up in the morning? Now, if it's not a positive thought, 
then, well, it might be worth you having a rain check and seeing if you can condition yourself to think a bit more positively because what you tell yourself internally is what you will get. So if you tell yourself that I'm going to be annoyed when I get into work because I have to see this person, then more than likely you will be annoyed when you see that person. Whereas if you just say to yourself, I'm going to have an awesome day at work today and I'm going to push my goals or I'm going to push my business that little bit further, then you're more likely to put in that work and that effort as opposed to focusing on all the other little things that might get on your nerves in that day. And it's something I've been doing a lot recently is remembering that positive mindset. And also reminding yourself that about and telling yourself that you can achieve those goals that you have, no matter how big or small, telling yourself one day I will get there. Even if you can't see it right away, you just need to remember to keep telling yourself that I will get there one day, no matter what happens. And you just got to keep putting in that work. So I just want to share my thoughts on mind and body. Now, before we go a bit deeper into the motivations in the mind and body, I'm going to talk about insurance for a second, which is completely different to mind and body. But it's something I really, really want to talk about because I've been battling insurance companies over the past week. And I used to have battling because, well, it has been a bit of a struggle. Insurance is difficult because nobody really likes the term insurance. Insurance often comes with this idea of paying a lot and not knowing whether anything will happen with that money that you're paying. And especially when you go on holidays, sometimes it's the burden of your life. So insurance for business. I didn't really realize I needed insurance. I did a bit of Googling, I found out I did. And I looked and it says, I don't, it's not mandatory for me to have insurance for my company, but it is advised. So there's two types of insurance that it's supposedly that I need. Professional indemnity insurance and public liability insurance, which one of them covers me for when I give advice, if someone says I gave bad advice. And the other one, covers me for if I go to someone's office and I knock over a cup of coffee on someone's laptop. And they both seem really, really simple. But it gets confusing when I'm starting a UK company. Well, I have a UK company and I'm also wanting to trade in the US. Trading in the US is where the difficult part comes because US has completely different laws to the UK. And most of you will know that too. So it's one of those things which insurance companies have said, what percentage of your work will be in the USA? And for me, not having any clients yet, I don't have a clue. And I said as much as possible because most of my audience is in the USA. And I got that figure, well, I got this idea of most of my audience being in the USA from me basically looking through my LinkedIn and seeing where everyone is, which is basically 80%, if not more, in the USA. And then a lot of people dotted around the rest of the world. And so it's been quite a difficult process. One insurance provider has offered me 50-50. So 50% in the US and 50% in the UK. But 
that also means because I have no clients that I would need to get one client in the UK first and then move to the US. Well, and then get a US client and then a UK client. Um, yeah. So I'm still, I'm still figuring things out. I don't know whether I could get away with just putting a disclaimer in a contract and then doing it that way for my advice. I'm not 100% sure. But we'll see how that works out. I'm waiting for some quotes back. So that's not really fun. And that hasn't been enjoyable this week. However, I did, my, I did meet a really nice man over the phone who said that he thought about starting a podcast a few years ago and then he decided not to. And he's, I told him that he kind of missed an opportunity there because, well, podcasts are meant to be growing a lot this year. And so that's something I would advise to all of you guys. If you want to start a podcast, then go for it. And if you need any help, feel free to contact me. Now, moving on to a bit later this week, I, I'm not 100% sure what day it was. I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday the 15th of whatever month we're in now, May. Crazy. I was on a podcast called the PIR podcast, standing for Perception is Reality. And in this podcast, I didn't know the person running the podcast, didn't even know his name. I met him on Instagram. And he offered me to go on his podcast. And I was like, okay, sure. We went on a Zoom call. We had a pre-discussion before clicking record and just said hi. And he explained the nature of the podcast to me. And he said, it's up to you to pick the topic. So I picked the topic of being in foster care because the perception of being in foster care is often different to what it's actually like. And I wanted to share that with the world. We were on the podcast for about an hour and it was a really, really deep and good podcast about my past and also just being in foster care in general and busting some of those common myths about being in foster care. And it was really, really great. And then at the end of the call, he actually told me that he's a director or something similar to that of quite a big company. And... I was like, wow, you could have told me beforehand because it made me a little bit nervous. But he said, if I ever need anything that I can contact him, which is so nice. And it was a really great podcast. It will be out in June, um, probably the first or second week in June. So if any of you guys want to hear that and you want to listen to that podcast on that podcast, then feel free to contact me and I'll make sure that you get that. I don't know why that was beeping. That's a bit strange. That's very, very strange. I've got a beeping. So, yeah, back to the point. So I was on that podcast. It's the PIR podcast. Really, really cool. Really, really fun. And I really enjoyed talking to him. His name was David about that and being in foster care and all of that. Now moving on to the deeper side of things on this podcast which I've put under Thursday, but I'm not sure whether it was Thursday. I think it was. So it was back to that call with Luke Williams. And we were discussing things about business. And what he basically said to me was, you need to get out of your head and stop thinking. Because I think a lot about business. It's 
it takes over my head and it gets a little bit crazy up in my up in my mind. So I wrote down in this podcast, um, not in the podcast, I wrote down in my notepad, get out of your head. And by this, I mean, when you're starting a company, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's got into this stage. But when you're starting a company, you think a lot about everything that you're going to do. I think a lot about employing people, offices, and pricing, and getting clients, and a lot of long-term and short-term things. And sometimes it does get a little bit crazy, and that can stop me from working at my best. And the point under this I wrote, in a way I feel like, and I think I've mentioned this before, I feel like I'm a little bit scared of success. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit scared. And I think the reason I'm scared is because if the business takes off and it goes really successful, then it's a lot of weight on my shoulders. And at the moment, I question whether I'm able to do that. I'm able to manage a huge team. I'm able to grow a company. And I know deep down that I can, and I can see it in my mind. But sometimes I stop myself from doing tasks. Like in my, in my head, I stop myself. I put up walls and barriers to stop myself from doing tasks so that it slows down the process. But on the surface, I really want the business to grow and I really want it to go and I want to get employees and I want to get clients and start meeting people and have cool things and start public speaking around the globe and a lot more things. There's a, there's a lot of things. And so I wonder, I wonder why my body is doing this. And I'm, I'm trying to break that away and just kind of close my eyes from what's happening and focus on and focus on getting clients and building the company so it's it's i don't even know it's a bit crazy it is a bit crazy in my head at the moment and i'm working things out slow and steady i mean as marge simpson said in Simpsons Hit and Run, back all those years ago when I was just a kid playing video games on PlayStation 2. She said, slow and steady wins the race. And if there's anybody that used to play that game on the PlayStation 2, you would have played that mission as Marge Simpson from Simpsons Hit and Run. And I'm sure all of you have got a smile on your face right now remembering that game. That's one of my favorite childhood games. But that's not on schedule. So we're going to move on to client outreach. I also spoke with Luke about how, what are probably the most efficient ways for me to reach out to people. Do I run some social media ads with my little budget that I have? Do I go on stage and promote myself? Do I reach out to people on social media just cold? So providing value messaging people, offering my service, offering the value. And I really, really wasn't sure because 
I thought social media ads is the way to go. I mean, advertising gets you views. But Luke said to me that social media adverts are great and they will get you views, but are they the right people? And I never even thought of that because you can get thousands of views, but if they're not the right people, and he said, how do you really know who to target? And he said, there's too much assumption for you to make, to actually make an effective advert because I'm assuming that I know my target audience, but I haven't really got any proof. And without that proof, I'm really just throwing money into social media and hoping it works. And I really, really get that. And so my client outreach strategy at the moment, we looked at getting LinkedIn Navigator. We spoke about getting the LinkedIn Navigator and seeing if that helps. But I'm probably going to leave it a month, leave it about 30 days. And that's what he said to me. He said, um, with public speaking, leave it 30 days, take it out of your mind. And the same with LinkedIn Navigator and a few other things. And that kind of links back to the get out of your head part. He said to me, there's some things that you're trying to do right now that you don't need to do right now. And the, the main focus at the beginning of starting a company is getting that first client. And he's very true. I mean, when I get that first client, I'll be pushed to do contracts. I'll be pushed to do a lot more things. And I'll really learn about who I'm targeting and also who is, who is my target audience. Yeah, who I'm targeting. And I did have another point, but it's not coming to mind. So I'm going to leave it. Yeah, so basically who I'm targeting and it will get me to learn my process, which like the process of which a client goes through. Because at the moment, again, it's just assumptions. Like I assume I have to do a call and then meet um, and send them contracts, all of that boring stuff. So yeah. That's, that's that. My outreach strategy is reaching out to people on social media, contacting them, meaning I don't have to spend any money and we'll see how that goes. We'll definitely see how that goes. So I've realized we've been on this podcast about half an hour, I believe. So I, I have a little point that I've put in for yesterday because, well, it, it relates to clients and we're going to see how it goes. I have two calls booked for next week, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, both on the evening, both at 7 p.m. actually. And one is with a person in the UK, one is with a person in the US. And they're both scheduled to talk about starting a podcast, both of them. And one of the person that I'm calling the one on Wednesday in the U S I know quite a lot. I've spoke to her multiple times and the other one I spoke to a little bit on LinkedIn and we've been trying to book this in for the past three weeks, but she went on holiday and, um, this is where we are now. So I'm wondering whether these will turn into anything. I don't know whether they will or whether they won't, but we will see. I'm, I mean, the only thing I can do now is just wait and see what happens. If there's any of you that are listening and you're starting a podcast or you're starting a company, try not to get focused on all of the little things. Just try and focus on getting started. And 
if it's a company, focus on enjoying yourself and getting clients. That is the main thing. The website, you don't need a perfect website that's got loads of amazing graphics and videos and popping out things. Just a basic website will do at the beginning until you get that first client. And then you can start investing in things and start improving things and moving things up. And with a podcast, just focus on enjoying yourself. I mean, that's the most important thing about podcast. I really enjoy speaking on my podcast and that's why I don't look at how many people listen. Well, obviously I look, but I don't pay too much attention to it because, well, there's no need to unless you have underlying intentions. I just want to provide value on this podcast. If you found anything in particular of this podcast really interesting or you have some thoughts or feelings you want to share, then feel free to contact me on my social media. Or if you have any questions, again, feel free to comment um, on my social media accounts, drop me a message, say you've listened to the podcast and I'll feel free to message you guys back and make sure that I can either answer your questions or provide as much value as I can to you. All of my social media will be down below in the description. So yeah, thank you all for watching. If you have really enjoyed this podcast, then if you're in the Apple, the Apple podcasts, iTunes store, whatever it's called, then feel free to leave me a review about what you think, think and feel about this podcast and yeah, follow so you can get next week's reminder. And again, if you want a weekly reminder of when it's being launched, then feel free to follow me on my social media. And every week I post on a Sunday saying, my podcast is live. So all of you know. But yeah, this has been episode 19 of Chapter 2, me being here in Madrid. I really hope you have found value in this podcast and that you're enjoying on this journey, coming on this journey with me. It's still the very beginning over the next few months and years there's going to be a lot of milestones that I hit and I really look forward to sharing the experience with you guys and I appreciate every single one of you and I hope you have had an awesome weekend and have an awesome week and I'll see you all next week on episode 20 of Weather from the Bottom. Thank you all for listening and have a great week.